0: hi there good morning i love the fact that your assistant booked this for you you really do live what you preach which is fantastic (laughs) gina potner is the ceo and founder of athena executive services which is a firm that pairs virtual executive assistants around the u.s with swamped and successful entrepreneurs and executives it is so nice to talk to you. Thanks, Erin. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, I know you're an engaging guest. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first question that everybody must ask you, and please forgive me, but Athena, what an amazing name. What a powerful woman, but why? Yeah,
1: oh, that's a good question. Nobody's asked me that in a while, but it's a good one. Yeah. Um, So my partner in life of the last 10 years um, has a coaching firm very successful called Apollo Coaching and Consulting, which he founded, I don't know, 10 years ago. And then I founded this company about five years ago. And we thought for a while that I might be a division of his firm. Um, And we talked about it. We talked about it. I said, I don't know. Right. (laughs) Right. The leader woman in me is like, I don't know if I'm gonna be a division of your firm. And one day we looked at each other and said, nah, you should be your own company. So um, but in the process of talking through it, one day he just said, You should be Athena. And I was like, Oh, I'll be Athena and you'll be Apollo, it'll be so great. So here we are in our little two-bedroom, one-bath condo on Mount Olympus.
0: <laughs> he was an excellent genius. Of course you should be Athena she is a goddess and we are all goddesses all women are goddesses so I thoroughly support you in that and she was incredibly known for her wisdom so yeah. a choice
1: yeah uh, and it's where the owl comes from so oh. then I did start researching researching her a little bit and she always has an owl with her and so then the owl became part of our logo and um Now, you know, in culture, owl is so popular It's everywhere, right? All over little stores and shops. And um, even just the other day, I was out on Poshmark and uh, I was looking for some just comfy pants for, you know, watching Netflix in, but I wanted them to have an owl on it. And I now have the cutest pair of little pajamas with owls on it. So, (laughs) and everybody now sends me owl stuff, owl jewelry and owl scarves and owl everything. And that's because of Athena.
0: I, I think that's wonderful. And of course, they send you details with Owl Always Love You and Owl Always Love <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: oh, it hasn't gotten that bad yet, but now I think that's going <laughs> to happen.
0: I'm sure, your beautiful owl logo, and this is on ex- com. has the most beautiful wings. And the colors actually remind me of the Pacific Northwest American Eagle that I see out my window. Yeah. And you, yeah. are, you are a passionate fan of the Pacific Northwest as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, and I do too. I also look out, I am i don't know how far and wide your audience is, but for those who know or don't know, you know, I'm in a part of Seattle called Alki and I do look out at the Puget Sound, which is very beautiful and often do get to see an eagle or a heron or the other day there was a big harbor seal out there, or river otters and... Yeah, I love it. I love it, and I think like a lot of us. I mean, it's it's rare to find somebody in Seattle these days who was born and raised in the Seattle area. But I think those of us who were, we we go away long enough to realize we want to come back.
0: You know, Alkai is such a beautiful beach. I will venture over the bridge and meet you sometime. It's it's a lovely place. Yeah, we'll have to get that bridge built for you. It's a,
1: a bit of a problem right now that that bridge has been down for, I don't know, a couple years. So a, 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 a business friend of mine said, oh, let's have lunch. And I said, well, I like you enough that I won't ask you to try to figure out how to get to West Seattle. So I'll find, I'll find you somewhere.
0: For all that we have American Eagles out our windows, the Seattle National Bird is actually the crane, just FYI. Oh. As in, it was a pun, you know, building, cranes, construction. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) That's like funny, but so serious. I couldn't even get the joke. Uh, In the past building I lived in was on South Lake Union. I lived in an apartment building on South Lake Union. And John and I would go up to the rooftop and we would count all the cranes. And we would count them all to just kind of see what was happening. It was unbelievable. We were down there when Amazon was just building, building after building after building. And so every month there were just more and more and more cranes all around the city in every
0: direction. It was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> no, it's good though. It should be. Reading. we should all be millionaires by rachel rogers it's a fabulous read it's a, a combination of a variety of books i've read but she she puts the material out so engagingly and so powerfully but she insists that everybody every woman who is starting out on the entrepreneurial journey and who is becoming swamped and successful or who will become swamped and successful must get staff I know the value of staff, but would you tell us why it is so important to have part-time help?
1: Yeah, well, it's a great way to start out because, you know, the alternative is, uh, depending upon how big or small you are, but let's just say it's a small business owner. The alternative, if you don't, is, well, then you're going to get to send all the invoices forever, and you're going to get to find all the photos for the social media post forever. And you're going to get to write all the social media content forever, all of which, uh, mostly none of which is why you're in the business you're in. You're in the business because you're passionate about whatever you're passionate about or you're highly skilled about the thing you're highly skilled about. And it's probably not running a business. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always the big issue, right? People who you know i remember what 20 years ago when the entrepreneurial myth was so popular and a great story about this baker and her, she has the best pies and she just wants to bake pies and give pies and and the love that people have for pie and but then there was the washing of the dishes and the mopping of the floor and the managing of the books and the millions of things that had nothing to do with making pies and making people happy eating pies so that's kind of where it starts, and I think when you can just start, even if it's just a little tiny bit, giving away the pieces of the business that are either not the best use of your time, or you simply hate them, or you're not good at them, it's um, it's incredibly relieving. You know, I don't want to sit on hold with L and I, no, and thank you. that is like soul draining right soul sucking now can i yes would i be probably the best person to talk to them yes would i do it better whatever blah 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 yes but it's a horrible experience of how i want my day to go so it can give away things you're not good at you dislike are really the the big ones because then you get freed up to get back to the things you're really passionate about. And in the beginning, it's hard because you, you're doing everything because you can't afford to not do everything. But if you just start with one little thing, like maybe somebody else could send my invoices or maybe somebody else could manage my social media, just one little thing, now that frees you up just a little bit more to spend just a little bit more time on the stuff you actually really love, you're really awesome at, and you're passionate about. And now we've got you being used for what I like to call like the highest and best use of you and when you're used in a way that is the highest and best use of you even if you have a really quote-unquote long hard day you're satisfied and you're fulfilled you're not going back home to your family just drained and wiped out because you spent a whole day doing stuff you don't like to do
0: you just explained perfectly how to choose the tasks to delegate anything that's not in your zone of genius. I remember that story. That was a fabulous story because we often end up working on our businesses. I mean, in our businesses instead of on our businesses. And there's an opportunity cost too, isn't there? If you are sending out invoices, you're losing money.
1: Yes. And that is, you know, again, you got to kind of have money to make money, which is always the bugger. Um, sorry, I know that's a bad word in certain cultures. I have to remember to not say that.
0: It's a word. I support that
1: word. Okay, good. Here, it's like a cute word. Now the culture's not a cute word. Um, but yeah, there is an opportunity cost. And for, for a variety of reasons, I don't necessarily need to get into. A lot of my clients right now happen to be financial advisors. So where you're, when you're in a services industry in particular, it's really easy to do the equation of the return on investment you know, can you give away a task for $50 an hour so that you can go do the $250 an hour task? And it's really, for people like financial advisors, man, that is just black and white for them. It's really easy for them to see. Now, small business owners, it can always be a little like, but I, where am I gonna come up with the 50 bucks to pay somebody 50 bucks an hour? And there, there is kind of that initial hurdle you gotta get yourself over. Where, yeah, you do have to come up with some amount of money to start to pay people to do the lower level work. But then when you freed yourself up for, say, five hours a week, you having the discipline to use that five hours a week wisely. So if you don't and you're now going to go spend two of those hours
0: farting around on Facebook or something, well, okay, (laughs) that's on you, you know. And one of the great things about having staff is it holds us accountable as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I ran this company without my own EA for a while. So it was a little bit like, what's that phrase? The cobbler's kids have no shoes. The tailor's <laughs> kids have no clothes. There I was running a firm all about EA's. I didn't have an EA. And it was a game changer even for me when I got my own EA. And I did have to think differently Um and learn, and I thought I knew a lot about delegating, and I did, but I've definitely gotten better at it as well in the process.
0: Yeah. It really helped me learn how to focus. I had to learn how to prioritize. I had to learn which tasks to delegate. I learned so much about being a owner of a business by hiring my very first ever PA, VAs part-time. It taught me so much. And I learned how to train. I learned how to onboard. I learned how to create systems. It's it's an incredible gift when you do hire an EA. It's, it's like doing a business degree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they have their own superpowers, which are not necessarily your superpowers. And you don't always know what they are. So it's a fun, I feel like I have got an additional brain. Mm-hmm with me and sometimes I'm the better thinker and sometimes she's the better thinker. But I think you know, together we're, we're really great and I've always got somebody to say, well, what do you think about this? And I have these three ideas, which way would you do it? And, and it takes something as an executive to really empower your assistants to really do the thinking because they really do just wanna make you happy and get the job done. So sometimes I do have to shake my EA a little bit and be like, no, I need your thinking. Not just the, oh, yes, I'll get it done, how would you like it done? No, 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 I want you to tell me, is this a good newsletter that I just wrote or is the second paragraph crap? And is it, does it make sense? And now she's just, she's great. She'll just apply her brain to a lot of stuff, which is even more exciting for me than that somebody else is gonna get my newsletter out the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and that's the difference between perhaps, uh, you know the different levels of VAs that you can hire. Uh, yours are extremely accomplished executive assistants. So you do get a, a large variety of skills for, for the hourly rate. And I think you have a minimum. Why do you, why do you have a minimum of 10? Minimum
1: more- number of hours,
0: yeah. yeah. Because
1: and um, different VA firms, virtual assistant firms around the United States and around the world, all structure a little differently, right? Some people have packages. Some people have hours, minimum hours. We do a minimum of 10 hours a week because what you're really building is a partnership versus um, what I call like a task rabbit. If you just need somebody to take your tasks, do them, take your tasks, do them, take your tasks, do them, which is good. If you're a small business owner, start there, get somebody for a low rate that will just take those tasks and do them. But an executive assistant is really more like a shoulder to shoulder partner called, where is this ship headed? And how can I help you get it there? And yes, I'm gonna do some low level stuff and get that off your plate. But I also wanna make sure that you get to yoga and that your mom gets a 75th birthday present, and that the holiday cards go out. Like I'm gonna be the forward thinking and partner in having your life work. And that's not gonna happen in two hours a week or five hours a week. So that's partly why our minimum is 10 hours a week. You need to be invested enough in having an assistant um, and a partnership. Because every week that goes by, that partnership gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you know, pretty soon a year goes by And that person knows so much about you and you can delegate things so quickly to them.
0: Thank you so much for explaining that. I'm salivating at the thought of having a partner. Uh, What an incredible leap to take my business to. You wrote an article recently, I think, about why people need partners to grow. Would you tell me a little bit about why that's important?
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because... We, as human beings, and I, I, I'll say it particularly, I think Americans, we have this sort of cow- cowboy, wild, wild west, I got to do it on my own or it doesn't count sort of mentality. And it only will get you so far. And it's a, it's a pickle for people because it's like, well, if I invite all the partners, now there might be people who disagree with me. And now I got to talk things through with people and what a waste of time and I'm just better off on my own except now all you get to work with is your brain your 24 hours a day your seven days a week which last time i did the math that's your 168 hours a week and that that's it that's it so yeah it's simpler and it's easier in some ways but it's a it's not the key to growth growth is hey let's collaborate hey what do you think hey what do you think hey what do you think oh okay right and all those ingredients go into your soup And then you get this really rich soup, you know, to think from and grow from. So, yeah, I had really key. I wrote a blog recently about Dorian, who was the very first person who came on board with me. And um, she was really my partner and not a business partner on paper, but she was a real on board for this company to win. And I. If you can find somebody like that, and maybe it's your best friend or it's your next door neighbor, it doesn't matter who it is, but somebody who is like, you got this. We got this. We're, oh yeah, boy, that thing that just happened, that sucks. Not a problem. We're going to get over that hurdle. You know, because it's lonely as an entrepreneur sometimes. You're the only one. If I didn't get out of bed today, who'd know? Nobody's, I'm not in trouble. I'm not going to get written up by the HR department. (laughs) (laughs) nobody's gonna know so sometimes you're just really on your own which is why a lot of us wanted to become entrepreneurs right we wanted freedom of our schedule and freedom of this and freedom of that but on the other hand it's like you it really makes a difference to have somebody to celebrate the wins with and get over the losses with so there's a lot more I could say about partnership but yeah thanks for reading that most recent um, blog because I got to see Dorian in person in it and it just when I it almost makes me like cry when I just be with her because I'm like, Oh my God, I am living just this heavenly life. Uh, And it's a lot because of her partnership in the first four years of this business.
0: What an amazing testimonial. We all need partners like that. And you're right. Being a, being a solopreneur is bloody lonely uh, at times and the emotional roller coasters. And it is easy to uh, there's not always the outward accountability so i want what you've got here is a (laughs) quote on Gina's linkedin page which speaks to that about the fact that you get two brains you get a partner you get somebody else to expand and grow with while we all woke up today with different amounts of money in our checking accounts we all woke up with the same amount of time in our time account 24 hours for everyone regardless of your background the neighborhood you live in or the car you drive such a great quote. Speaking of saving 24 hours, something that uh, I've had frustrated friends say to me, and and I've just wrung my hands, but I don't have time to train somebody. It would take up too much time. Mm-hmm. It is a fallacy. Can you speak to that? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess the snarky part of me would say, well, then don't. <laughs> you... <laughs> You should just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> have fun with that. Um, so that's one option is, well, don't. Uh, and, you, and you'll and you get what you've always had. So if you're happy with what you have, don't change the darn, darn thing. No. I, oh, but you're not. Oh, wait. You're not happy? Oh, you're not. Oh, but you hate doing that. Oh, well. Okay. Well, choose you know, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Choose your, Yeah. But it's an investment. What I keep telling people is, yeah, you, it's going to take time and it is an investment. In fact, even when we sign on these, you know, high level clients, we tell them, listen, I know you're coming to us because you want relief and you want stuff off your plate and you want life to get easier. And it is going to go that way. And it's not going to be that way in the first few weeks. You got a brand new partnership. You got a brand new person under your wing. You got to do all that work to get all their emails set up and their system set up and the technology. Oh, and they don't know that, you know, you're six foot six and that you only sit in an aisle seat and you only fly first class and they don't know any of that stuff. And in the first few weeks, it's gonna be all this stuff that you're gonna gotta teach them that they've never known. But then they're never gonna ask you that question again. You're always gonna get an aisle seat and it's always gonna be in first class and they know your mileage number, and there you go. So it is an investment in the beginning, and you're investing in the life that you, business owner, you, executive, want to have three months from now or six months from now. And the, the little stuff, you know, you invest a little bit today, and boy, you're freed up of that three weeks from now. Yes, you know, I don't have to be the one that does that anymore. I've trained somebody to do it, and that's the little stuff. Then you got the bigger stuff like heavy lifting and you can really turn over the heavy lifting. I created an operations manager last year and that takes time and that is a real investment week after week after week coaching and correcting and coaching and correcting. But six months later, now I have somebody running my company and I now work 10 to 15 hours a week. But that was an investment. So you just got to decide if you want to make that investment. But I think sometimes that gives people relief. They go, Oh yeah. Okay. I don't like it right now, but I'm going to love who I get to be three months from now.
0: Yeah, it, reminds me of me, it reminds me of going to the gym. It took me a long time to work out how to use the machines and to get the exercises down, but it does pay off. It's so like going to the gym. I know it's such a great analogy. I always tell people like, man,
1: you know, I, I got my, my meeting with my trainer and, at the top of the hour on Zoom. And I don't wanna go, but who cares? It's an investment. (laughs) I like the results. I like fitting into my size four jeans and I really don't ever wanna wear a size six. I wanna be a size four forever. All right, fine. Well, whine about it or do the work.
0: I am right there with you. I love my body, but I also love my clothes and I wanna stay, (laughs) I still wanna be able to wear them because (laughs) I adore my clothes and I like fitting them. I wish I could delegate personal training to somebody else. I find it incredibly boring, although I always feel better afterwards. A really good dance track does help or, or a very engaging personal trainer who will keep you occupied with stories about your life. But uh, it's, it, it is drudgery, but it is worth it, especially uh, especially when um, yeah, you prance around in your size four jeans and mine happen to be hot pink. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of close, so many questions but I want to make sure I don't forget this one I want to get this to air well before September 15th because you're giving an educational workshop I believe where you are uh, something about a red hot chili peppers song
1: <laughs> that's me yeah so I Athena my firm is a sponsor of the women business
0: owners organization
1: um, here in the Seattle and Bellevue area it's affectionately known as the WBO and um we are a sponsor there, and they've asked me to lead an educational workshop uh, September fifteenth. It's eleven thirty a.m. Pacific, and it's all about delegating and outsourcing, and how, and when, and where to delegate and outsource. And I don't know if it's just I'm I my age is right smack in the middle of Generation X, and um, so I said I, my own personal title for it is like be a red hot chili pepper. Why? Because you want to give it away, give it away, give it away now. So. <laughs> And somebody said to me, oh, I don't quite get it. And I was like, okay, sorry, maybe that wasn't a good title. <laughs> but it's my own personal working title called Come Be a Red
0: Hot Chili Pepper and Learn How to Give It Away,
1: Give It Away, Give It Away.
0: It was a brilliant title. It was, it was catchy. It was it was engaging. It caught my attention. And I saw them live, so I'm right there with you. Great. Oh. Shout out definitely to the, uh, the WBO, Women Business. Um, oh, gosh, I just went blank. It's is organization, isn't it?
1: It's owners, yeah, womenbusinessowners.org is the website. Yeah, great
0: organization. Thank you. I had a temporary vague spot. Uh, Speaking of vague spot, which leads me to one of the for vague spots is ice cream, believe it or not. I think for you, Joy is an ice cream. I think I saw something about that.
1: Yeah, I love uh, on a hot day, which for those of us out in Seattle, you know, we spend 10 months, nine, 10 months of the year praying and waiting for these gorgeous, sunny blue sky days in the Pacific Northwest. And um, yeah, I love I love a good ice cream cone in the middle of a hot day. And I happened to go to Husky Deli, which is very popular here in West Seattle and in all of Seattle, frankly. And I went to Husky Deli and got myself a little ice cream cone. I always feel like I'm a little kid, like go get an ice cream cone. And I was just sitting on a bench on california avenue and i looked down and the wrapper around the cone says joy and i so i took a picture and sent it to my ea and sent it to my partner and i said i just want you all to know i found some joy today <laughs> it's right here in my salted caramel cone <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need joy every day and i noticed you said the words you asked people what sparked joy for them is that a reference to Marie Kondo no no I mean,
1: it wasn't, but yes, I'd love to be like brilliant and say, yes, why, of course it was, but it wasn't. But yeah,
0: I'd love for that. Well, I I, I devoured her book when it first came out because I'm a decluttered diva and I'm all about only wearing clothes that give you joy. What clothes give you joy? Oh my gosh.
1: Well, I think I'm in one right now is one of them because I right here in the Pacific, at least in the Seattle area, the weather's changing just a little bit where it's, you know, now it's not fall. It's not crisp yet, but it's cooler. And somehow my body's not quite acclimating. And I thought to myself today, well, just put on warmer clothes, Gina. This is not complicated. And so I got very excited because I put on this super fuzzy Fuzzy, wuzzy, wuzzy, fuzzy top. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, it's almost August 23rd. How can you be in a big fuzzy top? But it is just makes me so happy when I put it on. I'm always like, oh my gosh, I feel so snuggled. Um, and it won't be on for very long because I'll get too hot. But that is one of my favorites um, is super snug-y. Um Let's see, what else brings me can joy? Say what color it was. Yeah, it is like a... Of a sky blue, like it's a model, different fuzzy colors between like sky blue and ocean blue. I think I have. I don't know if that's a being on the ocean kind of girl thing, but it looks very oceany colors. Put it that way.
0: And big deep pockets, you know, which is always always fun. You gotta have pockets. Speaking of being an ocean girl, twenty five percent of you is in California. Oh
1: yes. Oh harder to get down there so I have a condo in Seattle and then I have a condo in Pismo Beach California which is one of the last few I think really like surf towns um and when I was chewing on whether or not to get this condo we were sitting sitting in a bar and the bar looked out on the street and I looked at four condos and this was the most expensive of them all. And I was like, no, 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 you don't want this one. I'm trying to talk myself into the cheaper condos (laughs) and up from the beach walks this father and son combo. And it's just classic. They each have their surfboards and they've just been surfing all morning and they're walking up from the beach. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. So I bought that condo and I don't surf, but I just love the water. And it's one of those classic beach towns where there's a huge pier that goes out over the water and you can watch the pelicans and all the fishermen. And there's a boardwalk and taffy shop and surf shops. And and it's it's awesome. Um, So that is where we try to spend. Now, pre-pandemic, we were down there, I don't know, 25% to like a third of the year. but I couldn't get down there. We prefer to travel on the train and there's a train that leaves Seattle every day at about nine 30 in the morning. It goes to LA every single day. and That's called the coast starlight. And that's how we love to travel. And it takes 29 hours to get down there and you get a little bedroom and you know, you watch the world go by on the train and it's just heavenly. Um, but we were due to be there right now, literally. And, but because of the wildfire the massive wildfire in Southern Oregon that particular line couldn't run it could only run down to Klamath Falls Oregon and then you got rerouted on a bus and a this and a that and eventually got down to San Luis Obispo and I said no and thank you no 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 um, so we didn't get down there this month which was a real bummer so I said to my staff I have some staff down there and I found one of them and I said would you please would you like a weekend in my condo with your girlfriend and he said, yes, please. And so they were just there last weekend. And I said, Will you walk me through my condo on video. And he did. Now he is an EA, right? And EAs have this great attention to detail. And I asked him, I said, I need you to tell me everything that's going right and going wrong with that condo. Oh my God, that guy had me on the phone for over an hour. I was like, oh, careful what I wish for. <laughs> <laughs> but it was brilliant because I haven't been down there. So I'd scared, you know, and I, and. We Airbnb it constantly. So lots of people have been through it. And I and you know, he was really great about all these different things that needed improving. So anyway, I tried to get down to Pismo Beach and I haven't been able to as much as possible. But when life goes a little bit more back to normal, hopefully that'll be the case.
0: The train sounds absolutely delightful. I, I abhor long car journeys, but a train you can walk around and you had me at bedroom. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, you just pull
1: back the pull back the little curtains and watch the world go by.
0: I'm I'm making a note of that because I'm definitely going to do that. Speaking of getting away, why is it important to delegate before you go on a, on a vacation as opposed to keep working through it?
1: <laughs> yeah, this was my big last newsletter. Oh. And it takes work, but man, it's worth it. So, I, I, and I get it. When you're first a business owner, you think it's so cool because you can work from anywhere, but then pretty soon the bad news becomes... You can work from anywhere. (laughs) Um, And a few years ago, I was in Maui, in Maui, in paradise, doing my own invoicing. And I was like, (laughs) never again. And that's in the beginning, that's an upstat. It's like, okay, I'm in paradise, and I'm working. But I'm in paradise, but I'm working. And then after a while, it just becomes like, what? I literally swore. I said, I am never, never going to Maui and doing work again. That's crazy. So it does take work um, to do the pre-thinking before you go on vacation, but it makes a huge difference. So if you can think through ahead of time, what would it take for me? What would I have to delegate, set up? Who would I have to be in communication with? What would I have to turn on, turn off so that I could not look in my inbox for 10 days? and not go check my WhatsApp and not go check my Microsoft Teams and not go check this, not go check that. What would I have to do? And it takes thinking, but I'll tell you, it is so rewarding because then you see what happens to you both mentally and physically and emotionally when you can truly unplug. Um, And I think different things happen for different people, but I'm pretty reliably, I know if I do that work and then I go on a vacation, takes two or three days for my, my revving engine to kind of slow down and pretty soon, you know, the priority of the day becomes, what are we gonna eat for lunch and are we going snorkeling or not? And life slows down and then I get, and I think a lot of people do, then that's when the brain literally has space to get creative and I'll get an idea. You know, or I'll be sitting out there having an ice cream cone going, oh, you know what Athena should do next? Athena should provide corporate EA training to corporations. Yeah. Like, I'll get these just ideas, but not until my brain calms down, everything comes down. So it really, there's so many benefits, and I'm sure so many people could say all the benefits of going on what I call a real vacation, not and you think, well, it's not that bad. I'll just check my inbox once or twice. Yeah, but now you're aggravated. And now you're trying to go snorkeling and have your ice cream cone, but you're aggravated. So you kind of shot yourself in the foot by doing
0: that. And when you do I, I unplug, I agree, the boost of creativity. It mm-hmm. j- suddenly the ideas flood in. To circle back slightly, I know you help people delegate tasks, but I think you said there's a way you, it's delegating thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I call it
1: delegating thinking or delegating heavy lifting, you know, life beyond tasks and projects. And it takes something to not do the thinking for people because (laughs) they want it. And they're super awesome. They're like, oh, would you like this paragraph to say this? Okay, then would you like a photo right here? Okay, then do you think we should put a quote here? Okay, and then what do you think we should do on the second tab of this spreadsheet? And you're just spoon feeding and spoon feeding and they're doing it. And that's a great initial way to go. That's awesome that those people are like so receptive and they're such eager beavers. But then there's a whole other place to get to called, no, you do the thinking about all of that then you come to me. I want the half-baked product. I give me the 80% done product. I want to look at the draft. I don't want to do initial thinking. Or I'll do the initial thinking steps one and two. Then I want you to take steps three, four, five, six, seven. I know it's not going to be perfect. Give it back to me. And then we'll go from there. Because it's way more fun to edit something, tweak something than it is to actually do initial creation. Um, So it's, that I'm starting to really play with it because I want people around me who think, think, thinkers, critical thinkers. I don't, I, I'm, I think I've just kind of graduated, and there's nothing wrong with having all the little doers and the little task rabbits around you. That's helpful too. But then pretty soon you get in the business of developing leaders around you and bigger, bigger people around you, and you want them to think with you, not just fill in a, a spreadsheet. Well, I could do that myself, but I want somebody's thoughts about it. And it takes something to kind of tie your hands behind your back and and force yourself to not give all the answers when somebody's so eager to get the answers. But the great thing is you get their thinking and it comes back to you and there might be things in there you'd never considered. You know, I I have my EA researching right now you'll all know my name my age, but researching my 50th birthday project which is I want to charter a yacht and go through the whole Puget Sound for like 10 days you know and stop in different marinas and drink champagne on the back deck and eat raw oysters and wear my super sexy sunglasses and you know all that for like a week or 10 days and I've never done such a thing right so I tell my EA start this research like go like I don't even know what to tell you to do just go in that direction and apply your thinking and when you come back to me and that's like half baked or it's 80% done now, now I'll have, now I'll have smart questions because now I'll be educated. So we're having fun going back and forth with that one where I don't have all the answers. I want her, like, I don't know apply your thinking. Yeah. There's a little bit about that. Yeah.
0: I, I love that you had me at raw oysters and a yacht. Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering how many friends you're taking with you or if it's a soul and how fast I can invade myself into your life. You know, you make me laugh a lot. You really tickle my fancy. I wanted to, to know, what is Landmark? Because I believe you speak for them and I'm not familiar with them.
1: Yeah, they're, um, they're a personal development company. They're international. So they will, I would say they are one of the world's leading personal development companies and they really um give people a lot of very basic very i don't want to say basic as in simple but really usable day-to-day tools for having power freedom self expression in your life in the face of what life throws at you um and it's a lot about the design of human beings and when you know you're a human being i'm a human being and when we can have our hands on sort of the levers and dials of how human beings are designed, then I can tend to run this human being, this Gina Gottner human being, with a little more power and a little more freedom in the face of whatever life throws at me. But what I love about them, I did their very first course when I was 19, 30 years ago, um, and have just really lived my entire adult life using a lot of their tools. But I love that they're international because what human beings are interested in in Nairobi, Nairobi, is pretty similar to what they're interested in in Bangkok, pretty similar to what they're interested in in Bangalore, pretty, inter- pretty similar to what they're interested in in Kansas City. You know, while we are in all these different cultures and everything, we are fundamentally, you know, we want great relationships and we want some freedom in all areas of life. And we don't wanna be given by that incident that happened to us 30 years ago. And we'd like to shake some things from our past free. We all want to do that. So anyway, they're they're in that business and they're they're really good at it. So I've been a trainer with them in a variety of different ways, and a consumer and a customer, and they're just a lot of where I got my leadership development skills.
0: Thank you. Yeah. To, to find Gina, obviously she's on LinkedIn. Gina Kottner, and that's Cotner, that's C O T N E R. Jump on Athena Executive There's so much great stuff on there. There's a free consultation, but there's also information on delegation 101. The blog has so many uh, tips in it. And it also talks about the services, the ranges of software that uh, the executive assistants are trained on uh, the amount of the the incredible services they can offer the uh, the talents that they have, and what people actually get from having an Athena virtual executive assistant. And this is a high caliber assistant. You know, what I thought was interesting about your website is there's not a lot about you. Yeah. It's not a lot about Gina. Right. Yeah. I think that's an evolution
1: that comes as a business owner. And when you move from being self-employed, which is great, and you move from working for yourself to, and you get your business to a place where now you're running a system, now you're a business owner, then, then it really... I think for the business to become successful, it has to actually no longer be about you because otherwise people are buying you. So, you know, I had to set up a sales process and a lead generation system and all these things that have nothing to do with me unless you want to be involved in it for forever. But it's really, really can't be about me. It has to be about the systems and the product. And can we produce the systems? Can the systems produce the product reliably without me? And that's a really great challenge for all business owners. And it takes a while to get there. Um, And a lot of times they've got to extract themselves. And most people's sales processes, unfortunately, are too reliant upon that personality of the business. And it's got to start there. I mean, I had to start there. I had to start with, hey, come follow me. Hey, let's go work together. Hey, me, me, me. I had to start with my own wherever I had street credibility in the world to build the business. But over time, I backed up and backed up and backed up and backed up because you can't, you're not going to get me. I'm not going to be your EA you're going to get somebody that you don't know. So I've got to have, I've got to be able to promise you, yeah, we're going to deliver high caliber work and no, it's not going to be me. So the less me there is around and same thing with Jennifer, who's my new ops manager. I have to train her to do the same thing. Jennifer, they can't fall in love with you because you're not going to be their EA and they can't actually even care who their EA is going to be because they don't know we're the experts in finding you in EA. So anyway, I could go on and on about that, but thanks for that observation, because that's kind of a, um, that is a sign of, I think, a company's evolution.
0: Mm, No, no, I loved it. I just want to circle back to the point that you will help match up the perfect executive assistant. That is one of the services that your company will provide. But you reminded me of the book Built to Sell. I can see you, uh, yeah, I, I... There's a great, the book Built to Sell has a lot of really interesting information around taking yourself out of the equation because you want to be working 10 to 15 hours a, a week or on a yacht for 10 days around the Puget Sound or in Maui, not necessarily dealing with a customer yourself. My dear, are you still there or have I lost you? Oh, I don't know what happened there. Obviously, we have a bit of a technical glitch. Uh, Thank you so much, Gina. Gina Cottner, she is from AthenaExecutiveServices.com. And you might also be able to find her working out or eating raw oysters or in a very, very, very snuggly jumper. Athena Executive Services is also on Facebook. They've got a Facebook page, and you can also find them on Instagram. And there are job opportunities. If you are a high-caliber executive assistant, get hold of Gina's company because it sounds like you will get to be a partner with some amazing entrepreneurs and really help business goes. Thank you, Gina, wherever you are. Aroha.